2: Chris Wessling Podcast Studio. I said it, and I'll say it again. From the Chris Wessling Podcast Studio. It's the Around the NFL Podcast. My own. My name's Dan Hanses, and I am in a room, a very fancy boy room filled with some heroes, Greg Rosenthal, Mark Sessler,
3: we did it, we made it, what's up guys? We made it back to, like, the 1990s. I'm fired up listening to that. <laughs> Seen, like, Dan pump his fist. He looked like one of the the guys in the crowd at a Bulls game, like after a big Scotty Pippen dunk, and they just panned to some, like, white guy right in the front. So, row. yeah, way to go! It's like, this makes me
2: forget all the bad stuff at home!
3: <laughs> what a room this Midwest is. Midwest
1: guy. This, I wish we could... Share this visually. I mean, this is a stunning studio
2: with an incredible. I would hope name. so. There's 400 cameras in here. Well, I, you know, at some point, but and a cameraman right now. We've got we a, we've got be a, able to share it an
1: NFL mandated photographer
2: in
3: here taking photos of us. <laughs> it's the first uh, ever podcast in the Chris Wesseling podcast. Today. This is it, and. Um... You know, we've done a, well, a couple
2: shows. We did the Pridecast. We did the, uh, of course, last week, we did the Thursday Night Football recap, and we will never speak of that again from uh, <laughs> Wesling Manor. One of our best shows. Um, but this is our first proper podcast together since last March. Straight up. Still remember it to this day. We um, did a show together, it was a Friday afternoon. <laughs> Colleen was with us. I believe Wes was with us. We, after the show ended, went over to Rocco's in Culver City, which is in a different part of the city from where we are now. And we had drinks, and we had food, and we had good times. We had some laughs. And then Tom Hanks got sick, and it all changed. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And that was it. We were never together again in the studio. And I will say this. First of all, a couple things. Thank you to everybody behind the glass Erica's back there, of course, uh, but we have an entire team of people that have worked tirelessly to get this place up and running uh, because it is a gargantuan effort. We are in the, a big building right next to SoFi Stadium uh, that is now the headquarters of NFL Media, the network side, the newsroom, um, and it's been a ton of work to get us in these chairs and talking into these microphones. So we have the easy job doing the podcast. Uh, so thank you to everyone else. My other My other
3: thought, Greg is. That's a big time, like, uh, on air move. Like, hey, hey, what we do up here, uh, that's easy. The real hero, like, it's like you know Tony Romo and Jim Nance making twenty million. Hey, the real heroes, the guys with the tough job, uh, are making like seventy five thousand because it's a union job. This job is tough enough for my liking. I don't, I don't need it to become uh, more difficult. Thank you. Uh, There's a lot of people back there too. It's, it's a little uh, intimidating.
2: But my uh, other point is, yes, this. Hey, we're just the kids on the playground over here. (laughs) <laughs> My other point is that yes, uh, from now and until the end of the show, uh, the fact that I'll introduce you boys, introduce myself, but also be introducing Chris Wessling's name into the conversation. Every time we start a show here, that is an awesome, that is an awesome thing. And also a uh, shout out to everyone, um, Matt Schneider and Jason Kleinman, um, And everyone behind the scenes uh, for getting the studio named with an awesome Chris Wessling signage right out front, which I'm sure you've seen on social media. But uh, we're set up well here, uh, Greg, and it is great to have Wes with us, even if it isn't physically.
3: Yeah, it feels right that Keisha came down. She's working... Right down the hall. This is. It is going to take some getting used to being back in the office. We saw a lot of familiar faces in the hour before the show, but uh, LaKeisha came over from her editing bay. We took some pictures. That's We had right. some hugs. It all. It feels right. I visited my cubicle. Right.
1: You know, I had I had uh, varying feelings about um, even being attached to a cubicle on any level, but I would say about this whole building. I was telling uh, one of our uh, Christy, one of our producer types out there that um, this is sort of like a gigantic evil spaceship that has been inhabited by nice people and it's been turned into sort of a nice spaceship it's does right. the the building itself looks like it's from about 800 years from now
2: but if it's but if it's a, by its nature an evil spaceship can you truly trust the people? Even well, we we took over. I've the, watched enough Twilight Zone episodes. We
1: took over the technology, and we rid right. it of the. It's most most of the peop- people here seem I, friendly.
2: I did think about you this morning, Mark, because I know this is not an easy thing for you to be back here, and it made me think of. Um, I was just thinking of you going through the motions this morning. Of uh, you know, you woke up and it's like, oh, got to get in the shower. Uh, gotta, <laughs> I got to make my smoothie, and then I was thinking. Um, I was setting this in my mind to. You know in Uncut Gems The Sandler movie The score to that movie Where it's just like This kind of like Weird almost like a Menacing tone Underneath everything It's like Mark's making a smoothie <laughs> Simone's talking to him But it's just like And Mark said It's like Wah 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 <laughs> And then he gets dressed And he's like Which suit jacket Should I put on I guess the blue one It's just like Three of the same thing Then you get in the car And you punch into your ways It's not wrong. And you're just like stone faced. Is this happening? Is this happening? Is this happening? Pull into the lot. Go through the gate. Up the parking garage. This is happening. This is really happening. Just this
3: check out? Uh, it, it does. The, I, I'll, I'll quickly add a couple. Like, should um, I throw in a couple more tweets about how I don't want to go back to work? No, no, no. I've tried 746 to. 746. I've attempted
1: enough? to adjust my attitude on the whole thing. Um, I, you know, Attempt- for, the, for the first time in, in a billion years, uh, drove to work, obviously, and got on, you know, I know the 405, essentially how it works. It goes mm-hmm. north, it goes south. I got on the wrong um, oh, part no. of the 405, added like 18 minutes to the trip, Ouch. nearly crashed into like a, <laughs> oh, no. what I guess it's called like a tractor trailer of some sorts. Then when I pulled into this building, I went into the completely wrong place and um, a, a very stern woman told me I needed to go somewhere else. Then I parked and Erica had to come... Meet me in the garage. I was like a, a small child or a boy. She took me through all the steps to get into the building. What so do I you think, Ricky? That, okay. is, uh,
2: you think Mark's going to be okay
1: here?
4: Yeah. I mean, the morning started off around 8 a.m. with texts with crying emojis. And
2: <laughs> oh my God. Mark had
4: put his hand down because he knows.
2: <laughs> Week two.
4: Yeah. And I met him in the garage. And we walked through. And I walked him directly to his desk, which is the first desk you see from the glass.
1: Well, they punked me on that. That was a, it's a fishbowl <laughs> scenario. you're explaining right? What I
2: did with Harrison on his first day of
3: preschool too. Exactly. It's right. no different. Didn't, didn't happen with Dan and I. Like, we, no. we, we figured out how to do how to it. I get took him and video. I
4: tried to get him to eat breakfast. He was too nervous. He wouldn't eat breakfast. Um, then adorable. I dropped him off. I got him his badge, got him his badge, dropped him off at his desk. Um, and then also, you know, you guys are sitting in different orders this time, yeah. which is which is very different. And so, you know, Greg and Dan were outside, and Mark had to come. Uh, Mark came to me in, in this, you know, in the producer side of the of the studio, and goes, "Well, we're not sitting in the same line." <laughs> <laughs> and, and I guess that is really stressful, so I feel like you guys should address we'll it. We'll take it easy. Oh, we yeah. have.
3: I I yeah. quickly backed down after Mark made it clear he <laughs> wanted to be on the edge. I was like, oh, well, I always sat on the I edge before. I have sat That's on good. the edge for <laughs> 10,000 years. It's fine. Give me some uncut. We can, we can change it. Yeah, um, a little more. I like that feel, though. That, that was... Um... <laughs> Is this like the Social Network soundtrack, if you know that? that the one, fan- is... The Phantom Thread one. Just a dark sense of anxiety and foreboding, <laughs> which is what it's like to uh, live as Mark Zessler in the year 2021.
2: And we have this awesome studio. We'll take it easy on you, Mark. Um, a lot more space. in our old studio... Um, in Culver City, uh, they they actually did like it was a closet. It was a broom closet. Let's face it, and it was tucked way uh, way up and out of the way. It was right next to like where the janitor keeps his uh, mops and everything. And we we lived in our own world. Now it's a fishbowl. So now you have like. Lakeisha's outside taking like an
3: IG video right now.
2: Yeah, we have the whole crew on the glass in front of us. I don't (laughs) feel that way. But speaking of LaKeisha, and we're going to get into the week two preview
3: in a second. By the way, if you've never listened to the podcast um, before, yeah, we we cover football. (laughs) We're very full of ourselves. (laughs) No, talk about ourselves to start each show, but it is a big change after twelve hundred and in the other. I think they'll forgive us today. But I,
2: you know, I told LaKeisha I was texting with her. I have a great idea. And she was like, what? She said, I'm all yours. And I uh, said, well, you know, we talked about the Chris Wessling dossier um, being found before it was thrown out in the old office. Oh, wow. And, uh, And we found it, and it was an amazing story, and we don't need to go down that road again. But I said, what if in this new studio, I had this idea. You know how, like, the Declaration of Independence... Um, I guess it's in Philadelphia. encased, know, encased wherever it is. in a beautiful if it's encased. sitting on like a black platform and then like a bulletproof glass around it with some tasteful lighting down on it, like what if it was in the corner of the studio? Yeah and like no no labeling, no other explanation. And let me tell you something. Lakeisha hated that idea. Oh. And they're not all winners. <laughs>
3: what?
2: But I want to tell you that I thought that would be cool, like, if it looked like something that Nick Cage would try to steal in a movie. I
3: like that. I do, too. A a little sign on it that
2: says Why didn't she like it?
4: What was wrong with it? Well,
2: she had had good reasons. She wanted to hold on to it. She wanted Link to see it one day, and she didn't trust that if it was left unattended all the time. But I just want you guys to... Plus, most of those articles
3: are absolutely destroying one of our 32 (laughs) bosses, technically. (laughs) Um, So that's worth pointing out. But... It's gonna it's
2: gonna be returned to Lakeisha after the show. But I liked the.
1: Um, <laughs> I mean, we're looking at it right now. I just like to, that. Just idea. to let you know, Dan, you pulled it out of a duffel yeah. bag. It's it's beautiful to witness. I want to just take one rant. Be at, careful, at total. Greg. Be careful.
2: Like if we national treasured this thing, that would have been a cool thing.
1: I I think number one, it's it's okay that you had a good idea. Um, she, you know, she has the final say on that. Exactly. So that's how that works.
2: I told her I'm an ideas man. Not all of them.
3: No, are home I mean, runs. It's, you
2: know, some's are swings and misses. All right. Now.
3: If you're curious, in nineteen ninety eight, Mike Brown wasn't totally sure if all the TV money that they were generating was a good idea.
2: Oh.
3: Ah, who wants who wants an an eye on the forward money. thinking?
2: All right. So this is week two in the NFL. Coming up later tonight. Mark, i got more bad news for you. Uh, you and I will be recapping uh, x against the Washington football team. A premier matchup. Uh, NFC East Classic matchup there. Um, so you have a mini pod coming up. This pod, of course, now will be our draft of the week two uh, teams, games, and also, of course, um, a full breakdown of all the games. So as we do every preview show, we do a draft style. Ricky, did you have any pop culture questions to get us going today?
4: I did not. I thought we were going to rotate because who got the last? You got the first pick yes. last week. So, so I, got, I
2: will be the last pick. Correct. Who had second pick? I had second. Because okay, so I beat Mark Greg in a uh, trivia question. That means Greg's second. The new old blue eyes is third, fourth. Back to Greg. Mark. <laughs> Snakes to Mark. Great podcast. Greg. New old blue eyes tugboat. Okay. One, two, three, four, five, six, (laughs) seven, eight, nine. Okay. Three games each. Can edit all that out. Here we go. Just taking it behind the process. Big week of action. Mark, with the first overall pick in the week two draft, what game are you giving us?
1: I am going to go, I think you think I'm going to go Browns-Houston and lock up a game that most people would not even pick um, out of the gate. No, I'm not. I'm going to go New Orleans at Carolina. Greg, I'm sorry if that um, is an affront to you because New Orleans is sort of your pet team, um, but after what happened last week with both of these clubs inside this division, I find this to be a very spicy showdown. You know that I'm a Matt Ruleite. Um, I'm big on Sean Payton, and I want to see if the if the Saints number one because the, I think that one of the biggest questions coming out of last week's action was the Green Bay New Orleans contest. Are either one of those teams actually those teams or was that Mm. something that just happened in a bubble and we're going to find out who they really are. The Saints last week were up 24 to 3 before Jameis Winston had even thrown for 100 yards. They ran the ball 39 times. They, you know, they had a they had two 15 yard drives in the second quarter. They were 4 for 4 in the red zone. They didn't pa- turn the ball over. If I told you all that and switched the name from Winston to Rodgers, you would have no problem thinking that was Aaron Rodgers versus the Saints, a team that were being counted out. They're banged up. They're injured. They've got some injuries on defense. Eric McCoy is out of the mix. But I just trust Sean Payton to essentially coach this team up in a way that no other coach can. you he got to lock it up against I, his own uh, Matt Ruleite team? I'm not going down that road. But I also look at Carolina and think, what? Who are they? Because what they did to the Jets, with their, and the Jets, their offensive line, we'll talk about that later. But Carolina, 10 QB hits, eight pass deflections, a forced fumble on Zach Wilson, a pick, Shaq Thompson was all over the place. There's a lot of young talent on Carolina's defense. I love the way their offense is run by Brady. And I just want to see this showdown. This, to me, is one of the more interesting uh, clashes that are out there in week two. I- I'm with
3: you. This Carolina defense, I think they're going to be legit. If you if you looked at their team, you would think that a defensive coach, you know, was their coach because they've drafted so much on defense. They're so young. You're right, Shaq Thompson wearing that number seven. He switched to the number seven like an hour before the game. Just to mess with the opponent, yeah. well, they'll know, change that rule. I don't by like the way. that. I don't like that. will be I don't changed like that. for next year. Well, you can't keep changing. It only like, works week okay. one, I guess. But uh, <laughs> right. he did. He looked five years younger. Uh, but it's all these young guys up front. I like Gross, Matos. I like Derek Brown. We, we've talked about Derek, Bur- uh, um, Brian Burns, and I'm with you. It's going to be a much tougher test, I think, for New Orleans. That was just like a perfect game. That was everything coming together on a day where I think they felt like it was a playoff game. But you're right. Winston didn't even have over 100 yards until he hit that last throw uh, against Deontay Harris. So I, I also like it because it's the best running back matchup possible. It's the two best running backs in the league. And Alvin Kamara, last week, he's just on another planet. I know Christian McCaffrey is technically probably as good. It's, you know, you could pick one or the other, but there is something about the smoothness in the way that Kamara runs and how good he is on the goal line. That To me, he is on another planet. He is different than any running back I've ever seen. Well, I disagree because to say he's on another planet, are you saying from a talent skill level production standpoint? Like his playing style. Because to me I is think, not another, there is something indefinable about the way he moves and plays football that is unlike. I am any not other arguing that.
2: Defense. I am not arguing that. But what I will push back on is Christian McCaffrey and we hadn't really seen him much. We saw him three games last year. And by the way in in an injury wreck season last year, he played three times and was awesome in those three games, which is, should have been a heads-up. Hey, this guy gets healthy. He's going to get right back at it. He's like the king. He might not be as smooth and as impressive a, a specimen in terms of his ability to kind I of... Lo- I love how Kamara just has that ability to, you know, plant his foot and then dart to the end zone from four yards out. He does things different, and he's like a beautiful running back. I think the thing with CMC is, like, when he gets the ball, he will always turn it into a positive play. And I know if you give him even a little bit of space, it, it's always like most running backs will get seven. He'll get 12. Like he is that guy. And even in a game where he was like, not a breakout superstar performance against the jets. He still had almost 200 total yards. So I, that's
1: I, like a pedestrian outing for him.
2: I think he is going to put up numbers that dwarf any other running back in the league this year. Mm. Um, if he stays healthy. And I guess that's, there's a challenge for Matt rule not to over work. Uh, McCaffrey, but it's tough because like, he's so much better than everyone else on the team. The one other thought I would say with this game is it's very interesting because it was a snowball game for the Saints. It was a Murphy's law, bury the ball game for the Packers. So you almost lose like, ha- how, what do you take out of this game? Uh, and I thought with the Panthers, I, I didn't know what to take out of their defensive performance because the Jets seem so un- unprepared and overmatched on offensive line. So I want to see both these teams uh, a week removed from those settings. The, the, the Panthers offense scored three points in the second half last week. Brother.
1: Oh, I think the Panthers offense, especially, you know, one reason that CMC is going to get, I think, used a ton is because you're not going to take Sam
3: Darnold and throw the ball 45 times with him until they kind of know what they Sam. have. P- people Darnold. are so, like, looking to praise Sam Darnold and be like, see, I told you he's fine, that it's like they're overreacting to last week's game, which he was okay. It was a B. Was a he was fine. He he got rid of the ball quickly, and they actually used the fact that he has a cannon for an arm, which is nice. You know, Adam GaSe didn't really do that. But when he has to get to a second read or make like any sort of creative play, we'll see. They're so well coached. I am with you on that, Mark. That they are a very well coached team. they are two coaches also who were nice to you at the uh, at the owners' meeting, which is basically the Dude, main. It always test. checks out that
1: right? Matt Rule main came test. up to me out of thin air and said, "Hi, I'm Coach Rule." Good to meet you. I said, hi, I'm Mark Sessler. And all he needed to know, you know, we had Matt Schneidman on the show oh, yeah. this week, that if you give me any sort of compliment, I'm with you until the right. end. It, 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 you cannot melt it away. You, it's, I, I have no integrity on the reporting side. <laughs>
3: Bradley Roby will play for the Saints here, but they are short in the secondary this week. Paulson Adebo, their they're rookie, There's no will be playing, but there's no Lattimore, there's no... Davenport up front they have really been hit with injuries pretty hard all right the number two pick goes to Greg I mean I'm so glad you didn't take this the only real game on the slate that I wanted more than any other was Tony Romo Jim Nance Justin Herbert Dak Prescott 425 Eastern are you kidding me the rest of those afternoon games not even in the same ballpark two of my favorite uh, (laughs) quarterbacks to watch And uh, Justin Herbert, I I apologize to Justin Herbert because he was my guy last year. He's one of the best rookie quarterbacks of all time. I, like, just love watching. And I spent the whole offseason like, oh, is Joe Lombardi going to ruin him? Joe Lombardi. It's It's like, no, no. Like, a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers or Justin Herbert or Patrick Mahomes, and I think this is the the level that this kid can get to, he is going to overcome whatever the system is. I'm not... Slamming Joe Lombardi, but he's going to make it look good. And it, and it was a totally different offense last week by the Chargers. He wasn't touched. He got rid of the ball quickly. His arm strength matters because you just he he throws it into zones before the cornerbacks can get there. I loved it because he didn't have to do some any crazy plays, but you know he can. Cause we've seen it. So it's almost like more dangerous. It's I, like a crazy guy act insane. Like, you know, he can go crazy if he needs to, but he doesn't even need to right I, now. Is you know, he- it's funny because you,
2: you gave that man plenty of love last year and Wes also loved him. So you guys like kind of took up all the oxygen in the room for Justin Herbert love, which was <laughs> fine. Um, but I, as a result, I kind of stepped back. I was like, okay, they're going to be on this Justin Herbert beat. <laughs> I'm going to focus out other places uh, in 2020. This season, when I went into that game, um, first of all, even though he had the, the fumble throw thing that went through the end zone and then he threw a pick, so he wasn't perfect. But Justin Herbert is a savage from the pocket. That is, and you'll hear me say that many times this season. Justin Herbert is a savage in the pocket. What he did. That's going to gonna close be like out a, that game. I think that's going to be a catchphrase or what? Is that's it? a catchphrase. Put that on a t-shirt or on a poster because he is a savage in the pocket. First down completions in the fourth quarter on third down, all four, 17, laser, 19, laser, 20, laser, nine, laser game over. Washington football team, not a pushover defense by any stretch. They could not stop the Savage.
1: And on top of it, I mean, they had the most drops in the league last week. It took a while for his wideouts to kind of warm up, I think, with him. And so let's say that doesn't. So that, if that was an aberration, you remove that. They're even more dangerous. And. I, you know, this whole thing that, you know, just a couple people like Justin Herbert, I mean, he brought. No, I'm not trying in, to, to claim him, but right. for oxygen. He from, brought, it, there was a yeah. lack of oxygen. within the first, That's
3: how the show works. Within yeah. the first two or three weeks, we were just, I, I, we were, we were saying this, you, you don't need to wait to see the greatness. I'm just saying.
1: You I saw it right away. And I, 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 I think that Tyrod Taylor is a, by all accounts, a wonderful person. But what would our lives be had that medical technician not, um, in you know, in process the faulty the medical shot? I, mean, <laughs> I think it'd be <laughs> a like medical
2: technician not process the
1: faulty I don't know medical it, shot. I, don't know how, I, I don't, think it'd be the I, same I, except he come
3: he he takes over in week four instead of week. Three. There's That's a slight door scenario. It's just there. that yeah. it's
1: incredible that after what we thought of Justin Herbert, you know, coming out of Hard Knocks, which was in, which was in a, in a ridiculous way to judge someone, but he seemed a little punchless and milk toast on hard knocks and a little lost and then instead the one thing about him is he is physically tough when he gets knocked and hit hard i mean he just gets right back up and like he also seems like a very oh, yeah. wholesome individual um we Erica sent us a video of him carrying the football from the field into the locker room and ultimately gives it to Brandon Staley who is the other difference on this team this isn't well, the old Chargers like team I, because i'm going to steal the oxygen
3: on Brandon <laughs> Staley we're now uh, at a studio desk and we're going to start pointing at each other like we're just Stephen A He's staring
1: at screens for you know eighteen it is, months. It it's, it's is
3: nice. It is disarming.
2: You are you're the Brandon Staley guy. You've had that beat covered. Last gotta year get it was on Rule. These beats early. Last year was Matt <laughs> Rules. Now it's well, I'm on that beat too. Staley. Well, Staley versus how many beats can one I'm man covering be on? Multiple beats. You might be missing a beat if you're on too many beats.
3: I I can do both. it's two There beats. are a lot of teams. So we got to talk about them all like three times um, a week. The Cowboys, by the way. And the Cowboys fans like, wait a second.
2: When you're previewing a game with America's team, you only talk about America's team. That's how it works. (laughs) No, we're talking about the other team more this week. But uh, the Cowboys, they are who I thought they were. We talked about it on the power ranks with Matt Money-Smith. I think they're going to be awesome on offense. I think they're going to struggle to get stops on defense uh, until they prove otherwise. That's how I see it. I don't put a lot into the turnovers last week, and I think they're going to struggle in this game
3: to stop Justin. Well, yeah, we're we're burying the lead on their defense. DeMarcus Lawrence broke his foot at practice this week. Do you want to know how many times the the Dallas defense touched Tom Brady last week? Or their defensive line? It was zero. One, they got one hit on Tom Adulston? Brady, and it was a safety. Oh. And that, and Demarcus Lawrence had a great game. He had a vintage game. I was like, okay, if they get vintage Demarcus Lawrence, I know he didn't get the QB hits, but a ton of pressure is very active in the run game is easily their best player on defense. He's now out for two months. Randy Gregory, who's their other starting pass rusher, is on the COVID list and is unlikely to play in this game. No Dallas defensive lineman made a play. Meanwhile, you got all this money and draft capital in Van Der Esch and Jalen Smith, who combined for 31 snaps last week. I'm fascinated by that situation. The only reason why I give the the Cowboys any chance in this game is Dak Prescott with those two receivers, even without Gallup, who's also hurt. That one kind of slipped under the radar. He's on IR. Mm-hmm. They had a really tough injury week. Is one of the only guys who I think could possibly outsmart Brandon Staley. because. I think before the snap, Dak Prescott is the guy who is kind of taking over for Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady is like the, the next guy who is just like winning from the neck up. But otherwise, you don't give him much of a chance at all. And that's why I'm locking up the charge. Oh, look at you. Ooh.
2: All right. I thought that was coming.
3: I was wondering where I, I, I kind I... of forgot.
2: <laughs> and by the way, we need to clean it up as a group. That was a, that was a catastrophe in week one. All of us, not only did we lose our locks, our respective teams are blown out. And then the Westling brothers, they got involved. They lost, too. So, you know, Ricky, we had to take her off the game because she was, you know. I. Was well,
4: we didn't of- even talk about that. No, Greg was, was, was like, no, she's
2: out. And, you, you, you know, quit. Yeah, I felt you bad quit. for your dad.
4: He was really upset. Yeah.
2: yeah. Be, be, well, upset that, about your performance last year or that you weren't involved this year?
4: No, that I wasn't involved. He was Do you like, want to Those get guys in? guys are supposed to protect you. I, I wasn't
1: know. aware of this drama. She was just not involved in the locks. No,
4: logs. I wanted to, and Greg said, no, you said, quit. Greg, I said, she, why?
3: I don't remember that. I she, wasn't there for that you're conversation. You on Slack. She, it was on Slack. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, because she it. cheated, and then she quit. No, you said that's I a cheated. Bad I combo. never cheated. You definitely cheated. When? It, once you, you Well, that one game. Yeah. I mean, that's part of Once you admit to it, that'd be fine. Not something you should
2: be, You know. She's out this for the spend. year? Try to Wait, yeah, uh, but so.
3: then she quit. She just stopped doing it halfway you through. Stopped and you stopped asking
4: me. you have would you to have
3: locked have... in week one?
4: Like, Well, I wanted to do the Rams, but that wasn't All right. allowed. We'll
3: give it to you. You're 1-0. They were over the limit, too. Were,
4: I think a
3: one-game one PED She's suspension, a suspension that's all that was. It was just a one-game suspension. Okay, well, give me you're a back.
4: loss, then, for week one. No, I don't want to do that.
3: If you pick the Rams, we'll give it to you.
4: I do but believe, listen like, Greg. a, a <laughs>
3: woman, you know, to quote the great, great Omar, you know, uh, played by the late, great Michael K. Williams, like, a, a woman's got a code. i got to have a code. If you cheat in a game, if you're in a competitive game and you cheat, and then you quit on top of the cheating— the quitting was really the part that got me more. I mean, Don't Greg stopped playing. There's something more beyond this. This is dense. This is something. This is dense.
1: I mean, what are we? What is happening here? You're allowed back in. The, Greg, who
2: typically to one, so. like Thank doesn't you. care about anything, I, all of a sudden now what, what, he has principles. Well, he like, want want what he doesn't I ever said about the locks.
3: My problem with it is that if you're gonna have a game, it has to have rules. Eventually, we kind of made these. It seems like you're
2: bending over backwards to kick Eric out of the game. Let's just call it like it
3: is. If you you cheat and you quit, you got to respect the game.
2: Ricky, I got your back. Don't worry. Thank you. You're back Be nice to her. uh, Listen, she had a tough season.
4: I don't want to be around anymore.
2: She had a tough season. Maybe she made some mistakes. But raise your hand if you've never made a mistake. I've definitely never (laughs) cheated and then quit in a competitive (laughs) game. All right. Let's move on. Let's move on. You lock up. Let's keep anyway, talking about that yeah, for another please. 10 to 12 minutes. All right, I'm up. <clears throat> All right, Daddy Rich is going to roll.
1: This is the fourth name you've put on yourself during the show. It's very confusing. Yeah,
3: We've got to we speed it up here.
2: All right, here we go. Let's uh, pick up the pace here. I will. Um, I love this AFC East matchup. Buffalo at Miami. Let's go. Let's do it. Love it. Did not get too worked up about the Bills' performance. Uh, not real. I was a little bit surprised by the offensive line. No showing there against Pittsburgh, um, but like the coaching staff, love the roster, obviously. I think they bounce back, and for me, the Dolphins at home here, I'm not taking this game third overall if it's in Buffalo, but the fact that it's the Bills on the road in Miami against the Dolphins team, as you uh, put it well, Greg, last week, they kind of out the Patriots. They just find a way to ugly things up and keep things close. The Steelers did it to the Bills in week one. Could the Dolphins do the same thing uh, in week two? And if they do, do we start to get a little nervous about the Bills offense not being what it was last year, Mark?
1: I, I really think that we're looking at a week one scenario where the Steelers are a bad matchup for Buffalo. We talked about that on the Sunday night show. You could, Last year's matchup, it was ugly for Buffalo on some – To some degree, they won. But, you know, last week, Allen was one for eight on passes of 20 yards. Little things like the flea flicker they attempted that was swatted down by the Steelers. Last year, that play works. And because something electric, it becomes a highlight. Uh, He took off on a scramble. He was stripped by T.J. Watt. Another mistake. They had two turnovers on downs. It just didn't go well for them. Five holding, six holding penalties by the offensive line. I'm with you. John Feliciano was abused last week. If If that continues offensive line problems, I do think you have an issue because that's the kind of thing that can unspool an offense. But last year or over in four games against the Brian Flores, Josh Allen has a twelve to one touchdown. And this has not interception been a bad ratio. matchup for him.
3: This has been a beautiful matchup for him.
1: It's been great. And Stefan Diggs last year lit him up for about two hundred and twenty nine yards over two matchups. So I like the I like the I like for Buffalo the environment just because of the history. But I think there's a little bit of pressure for them to get off the Schneid
3: after last week. I mean they they just weren't fresh. I think it's the biggest week two game, just in terms of like the shape of the season and what matters from a contending standpoint. Because yes, Dan, if if they lose in any fashion, they're two games back in the division. I know you got fifteen to play, but you're zero two, and you're two games back of the Dolphins, and you're already down one. Then you then you start to get a little concerned. The Dolphins don't have the defense to do the same game plan that Pittsburgh. Had, which was not rush anyone, drop everyone into coverage, force Allen to make decisions and make throws. That's not what Miami does. They don't have the players up front, and they blitz like crazy. Hasn't really worked uh, against Josh Allen in the past, and I don't, I'm tending to think it won't work this week, but the offensive line issues you brought up has one sort of X factor that I haven't heard many people talk about. Deion Dawkins, their highly paid left tackle, said he thought he was going to die from COVID. He was in the hospital for a long time. If this had happened a year before, it would have been a huge story. A highly paid NFL athlete who was worried that he uh, might lose his life and was in really tough shape. He hadn't played any meaningful snaps since then. He was was run over last week. And he's like a guy they count on to be great. It's very possible that it's just a bad week, you know, and that he just needed to get into game shape. I'd be a little concerned about that if I'm a Bills Let's fan. see how it goes. He lost 30 pounds or something like yeah. that while he was in the hospital. It was not a small, Certainly a small thing. And that, that's not sense. typically
1: their natural body weight. They, they artificially right. add
2: weight when you're an offensive lineman. Um, yeah, so we'll see. If the Bills come out of this building, they're flying back to Western New York, and they just put up 17 points, I would wonder if some doubt starts creeping in. All right, Oh, what's happening here? They played
3: well last week. However,
2: however. I didn't like what I saw from Tua in week 1. I know he made a couple of plays, but man, some of those some of those mistakes he makes, it makes me think that he might be one of those guys that every once in a while you're just scratching your head once a quarter, once a half about something he did. That's what it looked like in week 1. I need to see more from him. The Dolphins need to see more from him. Will Fuller is back, but he also mispractice
1: undisclosed injury.
2: With an not undisclosed injury, so something to keep an eye on. Or I
1: mean, not even injury,
2: undisclosed. Something's cooking there.
1: May be kidnapped and then they've they found him since. That'd I mean scenario. anything
2: could anything could, could be happen. happy about it. But, yeah. We don't know. But anyway, I believe in the Bills. I believe they'll be okay, and I believe they get right in Miami. So I am locking up Ooh. the Buffalo Bills. Are we allowed to say spreads here. I don't even. know. Yeah, we can say them. Um, we All can't right. say like- Bills are favored by three and a half. I think they're gonna. That, that's a good number, and I think they're gonna win. Hmm. And uh, the last game we we're talking about uh, by the desert. Don't be afraid to look over your shoulder.
3: I don't know. Can I say that? You could say there's going to be a lot of points. We can say the, say the spread. I t- this was a tough one. I took the Dolphins just to cover. Uh, but Dolphins fans, calm down. They got their backs up with Tua. It's the whole thing when you have a young quarterback that's up and down. It's like the Trubisky thing in Chicago. It's Darnold in New York. It, it's every quarterback. Tua's not at that level. But we can point out facts, which is... He looked great when they had quick game last week when he got the ball out quick and the, kind of the play call won for him, and he's good at that stuff, and they're going to do that. But when he had to hold the ball, it was a disaster. You want to the, talk about pressure? A couple times he held the ball last week, the Patriots
2: won every down. If they, if they play poorly and Tua has a bad day, that's going to be a big story heading into the week, week three for Miami. All right, it uh, snakes to me. And what, uh, what the hell? I'll sweep out the AFC East. I can't I can't risk it. Greg taking Pat's Jets. Um, so I will grab it. And I'll tell you what, I am nervous, Um after watching Patriots. And by the way, Bill, what are we doing? You're the greatest coach of all time. What now? What are we doing a, a TV studio show with Zolak for? What's that about?
1: I think he's probably obligated to. I don't think he's doing
2: it for his own enjoyment. I think Bill can do whatever he wants.
3: Yeah. I mean, it's like a Patriots production, but I think Dan's right. I mean Bill's definitely <laughs> dictating the terms of whatever that involvement is. It's it's the thing where he, is it the same thing he does every year? Now Zolak's involved, but it's, he just breaks down like one play a week. He comes in and talks about He's one play for five before. minutes. He's but done now it for a year. It's years, like right? probably is the only it? thing
2: he probably put his foot down on. He like came into the studio or he came up on the monitor and he saw Zolak. He's like, take off those sunglasses.
3: Well, let me ask Zolak you this: You know so that Zolak knows that Belichick doesn't uh, respect him, and that's all Belichick needs. He's Who would like he a, rather yeah, talk yeah. to—a
1: former quarterback, even if it's Zolak—and I don't know Zolak personally, but we've got issues with him on the show—or—or or just some sort of reporter, jabroni?
3: I don't know. Well, depends on the reporter. I feel like he'd <laughs> rather talk to Mike Reese and Tom Curran. All right, let me. That's, that's so a, this is what guess, my this is what sure. my point is. Yeah, my
2: point <laughs> is not to talk Zolak; it's to talk. Uh, Belichick studying the Zach Wilson tape and this is on Twitter you could find it if you check it out Oh really Um and Belichick going through not just one play going through an entire game of footage um of Zach Wilson and he was complimentary and um it just it's interesting seeing Belichick break down tape and and I'm just thinking he's saying all these nice things <laughs> but you just know the boy who shall lead them is in Grave danger because the hooded one is planning something dire. So he's, he's, you know, he's on autopilot going through the video and he's got Zolak, you know, there. So he's just feeding in Zolak what he needs, but you know, as he's watching the <laughs> tape, he's studying Zach Wilson and he wants to ruin Zach Wilson and Zach Wilson doesn't need more help. People trying to ruin him because his own offensive line almost got him killed. Uh, last week, 10 hits, six sacks. And now I will say this, as bad as the O-line w- was last week against the Panthers, um, and it's not going to get better because Mackay Becton's out at least six weeks with the knee injury, Wilson was responsible for some of those sacks as well. And that's just the issue when you have a first-year quarterback with limited experience who ran a college... Um, ran was a college program that didn't have real, a, a true pro offense where you have to make decisions in the same way a pro quarterback does. Things are going to take a while for Wilson to be comfortable in this setup. Uh, but f- from a positive stand positive standpoint was Wilson was when he was getting destroyed in that second half, it kind of s- could have snowballed and he would have had a nothing burger game. Instead, he threw two touchdowns. He got drilled late in the game and got up and threw a beautiful touchdown pass to Corey Davis and I just thought there was a lot of good there. And it's just like, you cannot get this kid hurt because if they do what they did last week on that line and their prote- protection schemes, and Michael is on, sp- on the spot here too, to be smart about this, protecting the boy, uh, he won't make it till October. So that's a big mm-hmm. thing I'm worried about in this game.
1: I was a little thrown by how punished he was because I thought in this Michael LaFleur offense that if anything, it's quarterback friendly and you find ways for uh, to keep your quarterback safe Uh, I I kind of like that he had to go through so much last week because it taught me a lot about him. I didn't watch this game till last night. And um, I'll make a Justin Herbert comparison because it brought me a fair amount of excitement. And, you know, I'm at the point now. I think there was a a Jets-Browns kind of rivalry between Dan and I because they were both in such dark places. but. Uh, I am rooting for this guy because I find him to be a rugged human who every single time he got (laughs) lambasted last week, got up, and there are things he does with his arm. And I think Belichick at least um, honestly complimented him about his live arm and what he can do outside of the pocket. He's exciting to watch. I have never watched a Jets game with a quarterback like this. And so I think no matter what the results are, um,
2: you got keep them up, him upright. You, you got to keep them healthy. You do. And yeah.
1: I like I, they had to come up with a better plan. But but you you mentioned this on Twitter, too, because everyone likes Joe Douglas. The Jets GM is it. He, first of all, if you pick the right quarterback, everyone's going to love him. But he's had years to get this line together and they poured. They've used draft picks. They've tried to make it work, but it's still not working. And the only thing you worry about, and I think of guys like Tim Couch back in the day, but there's 50 of these people that if you get too battered, that you start to lose it from the neck up. And does that affect you in year two and beyond? I mean, you just cannot have him too punished. I you... tend to believe
3: if you're the guy, you'll be the guy. And Zach Wilson but looks, I think he looks like the guy Yeah, uh, to me. I think Zach, you know, to put it on a Patriots fan being nervous about it, Zach Wilson has what Bill Belichick can't plan for, though, which is he's just, like, not afraid, and he can make plays on his own. And those are the quarterbacks who have traditionally given Bill Belichick the biggest problems. Cam Newton in his prime, certainly Patrick Mahomes, the guys who's like, what am I going to call for that? And, yes, you can confuse the protection scheme the Panthers did last week. I don't know if the Patriots are as good up front as, as the Panthers are. I was not impressed by the Patriots defense last week. I thought they were lucky that they only gave up 16 points. They didn't, you know, we, there was a lot of buzz about them. They mm. didn't win a lot of one-on-one matchups. Um, y- you would think Belichick, you're right, can, can cook him up a little bit, but he's got, he's got that, that thing you can't teach. I think it's going to be fascinating though. The offensive line conversation, the, the there was a report that the Patriots were going to take Elijah Vera Tucker. The Jets first round pick, which the Jets gave up a third to move up ahead of New England. It's a it's a totally crazy sliding doors moment because they wouldn't have drafted Mac Jones. I have a hard time believing that. <laughs> that like is that, crazy. You know, it's a report is that maybe that report's not right because they wouldn't have traded Mac. You wouldn't have drafted Mac Jones and then everything would be very, very deep. I'm not panicking
2: totally on the offensive line yet, but it is true. I think Joe Douglas has gotten a lot of rope early on here because he took over, in, uh, you know, in a strange situation with Gase getting the GM fired. But now these are all his guys. These are all the guys he brought in, including like Greg said, trading up to get the guard that he wanted. Makai Becton, who's starting to get me nervous about, can that guy stay healthy? Um, there are things that need to start to click there. And I think with Belichick, as we know, um, He likes to say, "Okay, who's the guy the quarterback loves and trusts? Okay, for so far, Zach Wilson, it's Corey Davis. So I expect Corey Davis to have some issues in this game. So Elijah Moore, a camp hero, is he going to be able to step up? Jameson Crowder, if he's back, is he able to make some plays? Can the running game get going? You can't give it
3: to the kid and say, do everything. It doesn't work out.
2: Um, I'll
3: be interested to see how aggressive they let Mac Jones be throwing, because it seems pretty clear hmm. the biggest weakness on the Jets is their secondary and their cornerbacks. And you would think the the recipe here is don't be too conservative. Throw the ball a lot. Well, they, I they, think they, were pretty they can conservative trust Mac last Jones week. based sure, on but, what they saw. You but know? he got hit a lot last week, and they they did call it pretty conservative for most of the game. So I, I'd like to see them be aggressive. Good. We'll see. Just too I'm not quick. feeling as confident. I feel as like... The odds makers are that they're pretty heavy favorites, six point favorites and Patriots fans are just thinking like this is an 11, 12 win team. All right, let's see it. Yeah. Let's see and it. the Jets
2: Patriots rivalry is just in a different place now than it, than it was Brady's gone. Now gaze has gone too. just a, a whole different vibe. Two things. Mac Jones refusing the first touchdown ball. It's just like, I know that was going to be on your radar. stuff. It's just, <laughs> it's relentless. Like just keep the ball. Hey, he was like, born to be a Patriot. It's like enough. He waves it away. And then the other thing, and I saw it immediately in reports. And this is the, the, the carrying of the water up there, New England, the reporters and everything. It's like Damian Harris, ah, oh, brutal fumble there. Cost them the game. I understand Xavier Howard, by the way, is a all pro player who just made a great play. And immediately it's like, okay. He's going to be in the doghouse. The other kid that fumbled is going to be in the doghouse. These guys will never get a, a main role in the offense again. Uh, the, all these things are going to happen. Can we just calm down? Can a guy make a mistake? Can a running back make a mistake in New England and live? I think for, he will. tell the tale? I, I mean, Damian, let's see.
3: It's let's a see sliding it. scale. Let's when see. you're as good as Damian Harris, who is clearly the best running back on the team and looked awesome, then Bell doesn't It's more down. a coverage thing of the Patriots, I think, than even
2: a, a Patriots yeah. thing. Although, of course, there is something to it. Like, I hope Damian Harris, and not just because he's on my Fantasy team, but it doesn't doesn't hurt. I hope Damian Harris doesn't get seven carries on Sunday because he fumbled once in a game. I'm not worried about
1: that, but historically Jeez. some of the backs that have fumbled were never seen again.
3: Right. That's by by I mean. their families
1: like, or anyone. So that was,
3: there, that was on Wes's radar. Who was the guy? Jonas Gray. Oh, poor on, guy. Uh, who went over 200 yards in his first game and then fumbled. Well, was he was never, late for like, a practice. Wes, yeah, Wes never forgave. I mean, Changed forgave his life. Belichick right. for not letting him play again.
2: He's, imagine that. Imagine you go for... 200 yards and four touchdowns on Sunday night football and then your iPhone battery dies and you wake up and it's 9 a.m. at <laughs> Patriots practice at 8 that's what happened in
1: I'm York sure State. he went to bed early I'm sure there was nothing else going on there with why he right. practice
0: you go into your shower feeling tired but as soon as you reach for the Irish spring your day immediately gets better
3: I really only wanted two games. I got them both. The second one is the Philadelphia Eagles. Thought you would go there. Hosting the San Francisco 49ers. I picked the upset on the dot com. I took the Eagles to win this game because I think they're going to be a tough matchup for teams right now. I still think the 49ers are just a better team and they're going to have a great season. But I think this is a tough spot because like Baltimore a few years ago and like some of these teams that run college type offenses. I don't know how easy they're going to be to prepare for this Eagles team before they put some tape on the board. And I think they're going to be able to throw new wrinkles in every week. I loved what Sirianni showed last week. They also were pretty creative defensively, but that's more just a system you see elsewhere. They're running a college type of running game. And the Lions had some success running up. The middle against San Francisco. I think that might be the weak part of their defense. If you can, and I think they can shorten games. And I think it's early in the season. I love the Jalen Hurts Nick Sirianni handshake. They got a special handshake. Did you see that on the sidelines? It's like they're vibing. It's good vibes. That's good. You know, like
1: it teaches me a lesson because like Nick Sirianni was a joke to us for much of the offseason because he is not necessarily, like, CEO front-facing speech-giver
3: man. Although I swear he's gained 10 pounds of muscle since that... Well, it also,
1: conference. like, those speeches it have gone huge. away. But don't you... Th- I feel like we are going to think completely different about Nick Sirianni by the end of the season. And we already do. I mean, he looks like a good hire right Let's see now. see what happens this
3: week. Right. I don't it was know. One they, week. I'm, I'm getting overly carried away because I love the Eagles, but I do think it's like no, a fun offense.
1: They they created a perfect offense for for Jalen Hurts. And it's like he sort of – Sirianni said like, like my whole thing was – and there are coaches that are not like this. Even still in 2021, he's like, I want to go in and build it around the players that we have. And like, I loved what I saw from Devonta Smith last last week. I mean, they needed one of these wide receivers to step up. Jalen Rager had a good game for once. I mean, that wasn't the case last year. And Next Gen Stats points out that Jalen Hurts. His average pass traveled 3.7 yards past the line of scrimmage, Shorter of en- shortest of wow. any start in the league. Hmm. That's yards after the catch. That's putting him into a scenario where he can complete passes. He was 27 for 35, and he absolutely undoes that, defensive coordinators the thing, on the ground.
2: Here's the thing with that. It's like, that's good, but good, good defensive coaches and better defenses are going to clamp down on that right. if that's and what he, your offense is He has a deep be. ball, too,
1: though. And but. guess
2: what? The Falcons? <sighs> Listen, we don't want to make too much of anything in week one, but they could be two and 15 the way they looked in that game. So they're one of the teams, the Eagles, that I'm they open my mind more, my mind more than any other team. Like, OK, maybe. Yeah. OK, I see this now. Uh, but I also you have to factor in that the Falcons were a joke in week one. So they didn't show up. So it's like, what do I That's take? What good out teams of that do, though. You blow out. Um, that's why that I'm, really, I'm excited to see how they look against the team that's prepared and has more talent level than the Falcons. One reason the Eagles are
1: not a fluke, and it's like, you know, we know this. We knew this coming into the year to some degree. He's all in. Offensive line, right. defensive line, strengths. Yes. That's that's how you go win 10 games, even if you're lesser if in other if areas. they stay
3: healthy. So they hooked up Henry's boy, Jordan Mailata. Hadn't mentioned it to a massive extension before the season. Uh, some people thought it was like, oh, this is too early. Like, why are you paying this guy who hasn't totally proven it yet? And I thought it was really smart because they got a little bit of a discount on a guy they've seen all offseason continue to develop. And they believe he can be a top five left tackle. And the way he played last week, he already was. And they just have those running plays where Lane Johnson and Kelsey and Mylata are destroying opponents that just kind of get you out of your seat. If they excited. if this is who
2: Jalen Hurts is on a week to week basis, they'll win 10 or 11 games.
3: Well, and he's on a, on an audition, so good so, good first uh, opening it. night. He right? can hit guys when you do protect for him. He can hit open guys, which f- sounds like not an obvious like an ob- that's sort of like the baseline of whether you're a starting quarterback. Like at least to be like an Andy Dalton. All right, Mark, you're up. All right, I'm going to go uh, the Minnesota Vikings. Oh wait, Arizona- one wait one thing. Sorry
2: yes. to interrupt you, Ricky. I know you wanted to jump in.
4: Yeah, definitely. I think that the. 49ers are still figuring their stuff out. I mean, Trey Lance threw the first touchdown for the 49ers last week, and Goff threw a pick six. So, like, that score, I don't necessarily think they have it, and as much as I trust Shanahan, there's so many injuries, too, that they're dealing with. And I'm going to go ahead and side with Greg here, but I'm going to lock up the Eagles.
2: Wow. That's bold. A lock underdog. All right. I like it, Ricky.
3: Now, are, are you okay with that? Does that make up for the Rams lock? I mean, uh, well, the Rams one doesn't count. She she volunteered to take a loss. I'm willing to consider. No, we said uh, she knew. You got to know the rules, too. That was like an oh, 8 are we eight, going? Eight, we're going back down, eight down eight this eight. avenue again? Right. Well, uh,
2: yeah. she, I don't know maybe what's going takes on the the here. Yeah, uh, Mark, you dense. put it well. It's dense. What's it's a dense and thorny or, uh, and confusing,
1: and, uh, and it's, it's trailing away from us.
2: All right. <laughs> Go ahead, Mark.
1: I, as mentioned, I'm going to go Minnesota Vikings, Arizona Cardinals. And it is not because of the Minnesota Vikings.
2: Yeah. Let's Yeah, start they were right kind there. of an annoying team to watch in
3: week one.
1: Yeah, I saw 12 penalties. I mean, a penalty ridden, um, mistake prone team. And, you know, yeah, Mike Zimmer, obviously just more annoyed than ever. Her cousins <laughs> threw for 351
2: yards in that game. You know, you and Zimmer are kind of kissing cousins in a lot of ways. Like, I see, if I had to say who's the NFL coach who I most connect with, Mark, it's Zimmer. Really, just like always, kind of like ready to like that. It's it checks out as a lot way of things that are on your radar. It's kind
3: of the the coach I'm most worried about. Just um, like just having too much stress in his life. I know? will. I'll process I, that, that. I'm not sure that I that the comparison. But is a like, guy that's know.
2: respected and everyone likes him. Oh, like, and okay. now just we go a down the of, respected road. Okay, a lot of cooking. A <laughs> lot of cooking behind the eyes.
1: Well, go I'm ahead. not sure what I feel about Cliff Kingsbury yet, but um, I do think that last week. If anything took some heat off a coach that, you know, I think we put on the hot seat in one of our podcasts not too far back. He had and one of the hottest butts. One of the hottest butts, yeah. and one thing about the Cardinals, I, don't know, I mean thought physically. No, well, I don't know. He's, he's, he's he works
2: out, but that's not what yeah. we
1: mean. No, no major issues there. Um, Kyler Murray, and we talked about offensive lines a minute ago. He went out of his way to say that Rodney Hudson, their center has made an absolute ton of world of difference. did the Raiders
2: get rid of this guy? I don't understand. I, I, good, and good job by the Cardinals because there are 100 teams. Well, there's only 30 teams. But there are a bunch of teams that could have used Roddy Harris, uh, Hudson. And he went to the Cardinals on a on a trade that wasn't too rough in terms of what they had to give up to get him.
1: Yeah, and we questioned their offseason, the A.J. Green and J.J. Watt beyond the prime potentially, Um, but Hudson has been a home run, and I I think that's, for me, is a reason to believe that what happened last week, there's no fluky nature to what happened last week for the Cardinals for me. Yes, Chandler Jones getting five sacks won't happen again for 4,000 generations, but... Um, it does tell you that they're able to generate pressure, that their defense looks so much better than I thought it would a week ago. And Kyler Murray is an MVP candidate, and I had kind of fallen out of belief in Kyler Murray a little bit, or I just started to question. Played hurt down
3: the stretch. It was
1: it was hurt down the stretch, but also, you know, our friend Jason Zumwalt, um, I think he makes a good point that his, his bickering about the Cardinals over the offseason was tied to some degree about the fact that so much of the team are guys who are like 5'9 and 5'10 and shorter, but When you've got the speed and when you can produce, what are we doing here with the music? (laughs) I don't know. It's enjoyable. It's enjoyable. Um, I just I can't wait to watch the Cardinals. It, you know, in live as it's happening. This is also at 405.
3: it's not into team short. I mean, I take offense to that. I, I, I don't know where he's at today. I think his moves are. I mean, are there probably... really that many short guys other than Rondell Moore and Kyle <laughs> know, but Greg? Greg, Greg you, like, like, he's not taking
1: a shot at you being 5'6.2. He's, he's talking
3: about a football. He's team. putting a ceiling on the athletic potential of short people. Um, which has been done forever. I don't
1: think you were included in the <laughs> critique, but I'll check back with him on that. In fact, I'm not even sure what the critique is on his on his part. I will note this game is at 4:05, which is the way I like to do things. Mm-hmm. You, I get, you get the your first early games, games go so long now. Well, not, the first game game's gone forever, but you want to get that four o'clock versus four twenty-five start. You if like your games space. are
2: running late, you're banged in a big spot. It's you know it's suddenly I'm tracking three games. Um, you know, and bad job by you guys, I got to say. What do you mean that? Dalvin Cook, I can't believe they that that changed that game. And not, I'm not saying the Vikings even deserved to win that game. The, the Bengals were even. Dalvin Cook didn't complain. He said it was a bang bang play. That, and and Dalvin Cook's got to hold on to the ball. But I am just surprised, borderline shocked that that was ruled a fumble. He was on his butt, and the ball was still in his hands. And then they went and they reviewed it. And I know you got to stick with the call in the field, but if like if you see his buttocks. But Greg, his buttocks like is su- on the turf. It was, like,
3: super slow motion, and you didn't have
2: the great angle. That's just a huge call to make in that spot. I guess hold on to the ball, Dalvin Cook. I see
3: that side of it, too. I just mean, yeah. I, I, I'm I, not into getting mad at, like, uh, replays anymore, unless it's, like, incredibly That's obvious. Healthy. Like we're, sl- we're It's like if you have to slow it down, it's. I don't know. It's right. never as obvious as, as people make it. I don't think the Vikings uh, were quite as bad as, as they were. I, I just I mean, find, them little, I find them a Kirk little. Kirk Cousins played well, but their offensive line was was a problem. That's the reason the reason I picked the Cardinals. I like them to cover three and a half points. Is their defense? Vance Joseph. I think people gotta start giving Vance Joseph a little love. I love the way that Buda Baker and these guys we don't even know about Byron Murphy and Robert Alford, who hasn't played in like seven years, were just flying away. They're, they're around. There was some sort of like energy there that was that was special. We All
1: actually right. interviewed Robert Alford one uh, one evening.
3: I don't recall that. A
1: number of years About ago. Well,
3: in game.
2: Mark.
1: All right, I'm going to go Cleveland-Houston. Uh, I don't think it's a premier matchup, um, but I, w- I would say this. I want to just see, after what the Texans did last week, the nervous Browns fan in me could, could kind of go to the place like, is this trap game potential? I think Cleveland, you have to look at what the Browns did against Kansas City. They had the most yards in the league last week. They had four touchdown drives of 75 yards or more. They had eight new starters on defense and still hung around for the most part. I mean, they didn't stop Kansas City on any level. But you look at that first half, it was mistakes that undid them. And here's the other thing. They held the Chiefs running backs to 49 yards. Houston wants to run the ball with four different running backs. They want to run it all day long and keep a safe environment for Tyrod Taylor. There's no excuse for Cleveland not to win this game. And also the one thing about the Browns. Now, I want to see where Jedrick Wills is because – Uh, Chris Hubbard came in and did not play well at left tackle. And if you want to go back two seasons ago to 2019... That's when chaos started for Baker Mayfield. When those yeah, he tackle might be spots... out, too.
3: Hubbard might not play. He well, I mean, it's, it just
1: gets worse thing. and worse. So it's, that, 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 that's a concern. What, is,
2: what are we at with Jedrick Wells? That's a foot thing? Was that what it was? I,
1: I have no internet, so
3: I am unable right, to give you an out answer out that. to that. You can gotcha, research right? that. Look, we're, but, getting
2: up, we're getting up to speed here, technologically. He's not
3: expected to play this week. It's an ankle. They're, they're not going to announce it. It feels like he's week to week. It feels not like... Practicing. I mean, if anything, it was
1: like a sigh of relief that it wasn't a season-ender. That's what it looked like in the game. Two Two new faces for Cleveland. Malik McDowell, along the defensive line, um, was a beast last week. And they if, if if he continues that apace, they may have a top seven defensive line. And that would be scary to think about. Uh, secondly, I think we all saw Anthony Schwartz. His speed—they used him right away. He had 60 yards in the first quarter. They used him on a 17-yard sweep. I think if you're Kevin Stefanski, you love that you have this new aspect. We don't have Odell Beckham in this game. That's the mm. other big news. Yeah, I mean, I love, I love there. a Schwartz. I think they're being safe with Odell. I don't. I know it's like let's raise panic signals, but uh, not panic signals. But uh, I think they're just being very cautious because uh, honestly, he's like look working they, out on well the field. Not going well. Is he a jenga well, piece? He's not going well, here's Well, a, well he
2: well. I mean, a year ago, he was the final piece for this team, we were told. But I'm saying, a week ago, he's warming up on the field before week one, uh, thinking about whether I'm playing or not. And then three days later, on Wednesday, he's ruled out. And it's just like, hmm.
3: Well, it's just not going well. Is. I mean, the timeline of his recovery compared to plenty other ACL recoveries, it's clear that it's not going well. But it's hard to know much more than that. in And maybe when he does return, he'll be fine. Schwartz... Um, you know, I love celebrating a Schwartz here on a Jewish holiday, Yom Kippur. You know, they're making us work on that. I think that's unfair. That is that's something to look at. Um, Today's Yom Kippur? Look, look <laughs> it into it. It is. Good for I mean, you. Kleinman and. Oh, I don't actually uh, observe. So I'm, Greg's had to I'm come Schneider. into the office Kleinman. for an hour and 40 minutes Schneider. and he's lodging a complaint. I sort of have a tug you know, in my cheek. I've never. Actually, you're right, though, Mick. Who's that, celebrating? Kleinman and, and uh, oh, Schneider are, are big. Um, Observers. You just of,
4: add a man of the to the high, end love, of Graver's high name. holidays. Graverman.
3: <laughs> <laughs> the grave digger. McDowell is turning from one of the best stories of training camp. Hey, here's this guy whose career was over because of the ATV accident, and he made a f- team years later. To like one of the best pickups in the entire NFL. That they basically got this total difference maker who looks like Shaquille O'Neal out there. Right. Two He's words. He's the largest defensive lineman I've, I've ever seen, Malik McDowell. That's what Andrew Barry does. Uh, we undersold Tyrod. Uh, not undersold him, but, like, I didn't make a big enough deal because I didn't have a chance to really zoom in on that game uh, last week. If they get this Tyrod all season, they're going to be feisty. Be okay. I mean, that game was outrageous. He was one of the, you know, five or six best quarterbacks in the league. But people do forget, from 2015 to 2017, I went and checked the old QB index. I was just curious. Uh, Tyrod's end-of-year ratings were 15, 17, 17. He was a solid quarterback. Maybe he's only 32 years old. He could be again. I, I think it would be truly
1: enjoyable to see the Texans kind of go a weird 9 and 8 yeah. and tell everyone, stick Let's it up your butt. Let's
2: remember who they beat on Sunday. Right.
1: And All I, right. I'm still better, I feel better. I've thought oh, about yeah. that, Mark,
3: because they'd be kind of a <laughs> fun team agreeing, Mark. to get behind. <laughs> But they're also deactivating Deshaun Watson every week, and are totally two-faced with the media about that. And to me, have covered themselves um, in inglorious fashion on, at a team level of how they've handled it. So it it's, makes me a, look. It makes co- me hard to wrap my it's, mind. It's around It's convoluted. The team. I'm just saying for the Tyrod
1: Taylor's, the Mark Ingram's, the Philip Lindsay's of the world, the people that have nothing to do with that. Like they have
3: been told all offseason, you are floating trash. How about your boy Mark? Not Mark with the C, you Mark know, Ingram. He looked pretty good. I thought his career was kind of over. Let's
2: check out this Browns schedule.
1: Dan's counting out the Texans.
3: Oh, Wait, yeah. No, maybe yeah. logically, maybe three wins. See, this is where if I had the internet, yeah, only I would Dan go has to Erica. This hey, get that, that Mark suspicions. Ingram. Uh, let Mark see. Ingram drop ready. We got okay the KC narrow loss. C. You got the
2: Texans. Look at this, Mark. You got the Browns. I mean, the Bears at home next week, and then off to Minnesota. So pick up a dub here, get some momentum going.
3: Let's move on. Uh Greg. Oh no. This is where uh You prepped? Not as prepared as I could be, but I'll Love just itch. take I'll just take a random game. Let's go Tampa Bay Atlanta. That's early, right? Uh, that is a late game.
2: Oh, oh he got banged. Oh, you set we yourself up with a killer after. You were already up at
3: the podium. No, we can't, can't take it back. No, you we can totally take it no, back. Absolutely, no, I, no. I am taking it rules. back. Look, yeah, rule. A rule. What are, what's it's a, a rule. game if it doesn't have rules? Have we ever, ever said that as a rule? What
2: are the rules if a rule isn't a rule?
3: <laughs> All right, let's do. Uh, we'll do Bucks Falcons at this point. Uh, what a disaster <laughs> for the Falcons to have to play this Bucks team. Yeah, I don't mean last week because that was a disaster. But what what about the Dean Pease revenge game? Oh, Your former Patriots it's like a hundred years old defensive coordinator stated. against his old buddy, Tom Brady. There's just nothing old man Pees they could possibly de- do to slow down this Buccaneers offense. There's just nothing, Gr-
2: and they got ten days to plan for this team. The Bucs did. Rob I'm
3: Gronkowski sure they took time off. Was winning outside the numbers, <laughs> against cornerbacks and safeties. He was moving really well. He, If he played like that throughout the season, that is a different element to their off- offense. Gio Bernard, your boy, made a diving catch on their game-winning drive on, I think it was third down, that was better than any route or any catch that the Buccaneers had from a running back all year. And I, I, when I saw that play again, I was like, oh, that's going to, Register with Tom Brady. You know what I mean. Like we don't want old, old playoff Lenny and Ronald Jones out here. I want my boy Gio when it matters.
2: Our old boy playoff Lenny.
3: I would say
1: this: like uh, the Athletic noted that the Falcons were the only team that did not produce a single gain of twenty plus yards last week in twenty twenty one, not nineteen ninety one, and they were one of two offenses that didn't score a touchdown. If you want a bright spot, because I covered that game last week, yes, and after the first quarter. It looked like it was going to be competitive and fiery from wire to wire, and then the Falcons fell off a cliff. But their first two drives, they drove down to Philly's nine and three yard line. They were both field goals. But if you watch Annoying. those first two drives, that's what I think Arthur Smith wants to do. Matt Ryan they looks shouldn't comfortable. be that bad offensively,
3: but I, I mean am they just they just have defense. to they it's have gotta to be do that. Right?
1: They it cannot be that bad again. But we keep talking about offensive lines. Theirs was a hot mess last week, and you don't trust. The I'm going
2: to be super annoyed, by the way, if. If we went through the entire draft process, being told that Kyle Pitts is a legitimate god, and then he does what every rookie tight end does, which is go four for thirty two, it every was game. one week. I just, I'm just, I'm, it's, it's on my radar because I will, because you already, you already pulled this routine with me with OJ Howard a couple of years ago, and this guy and that guy and this guy and that guy. Do not hit me with a bunch of four <laughs> well, for thirty twos like for you, Kyle just, Pitts. Just, and uh, my other thought with Bronk <laughs> is, I hope, I hope he stays healthy. Um, I also know he's older. The body gets beat up as the season goes along. We might not see that version like of Gronk again. didn't like
3: that at any point last year or right. the year before.
2: I'm just saying I, I hope he is able to stay healthy. He doesn't get dinged up and becomes lumbering Gronk again because it was pretty cool to see him carving up um that secondary. And also like, man, if Antonio Brown is going to be Antonio Brown again, and if Gronk is going to be even close to that with Godwin, and they didn't even need Mike Evans in week one. Oh, by the way,
3: Tom Brady is literally having another peak of his career. He is making more big time throws than he did, you know, according to PFF at any point in his career. And it doesn't (laughs) surprise me. It kind of goes back to people who thought his arm was going away. Like his arm strength never went away. And him in this offense, he's taking more risk and he'll probably have more negative plays but he is making more big time throws than he ever has. You can't really look at his last eight or nine games and say he's anything but the best quarterback or maybe the second best quarterback in the NFL.
1: Well, I think also it's no stupid. It's no minor factor that he's in an offense. He feels super comfortable in now where a year ago they, you know, even they were seven and five at one point, there were growing pains.
2: All right. Let's uh, keep moving here. Last pick of the draft. I have to grab a late game, so I will take Tennessee at Seattle. Not bad. Um, Tennessee, what do you make of that game? That was, you know, when you fire up the old game pass and you watch these games, and you knew it was going to be bad, but then you watch, it's like, oh, that was even worse than I thought it was going to be. Just their inability to get anything going. The fact that midway through the third quarter, Derrick Henry had 10 carries for nine yards, um, and they they couldn't get a first down until it was almost halftime. The fact that it was in their building, I mean, the A-bomb was dropped in the middle of Nashville. <laughs> all right. Now you got to spin forward. you got to get away from all that. And you get a Seattle defense, which we're still learning what they're going to be. Is this going to be a capable unit? They certainly look that way against the Colts, but we know the Colts are a work in progress. Um, but certainly a good start. It's in Seattle, so I think this is a tough spot for the Titans. But I also think, even though Arthur Smith isn't there anymore, and I know the Jerry's kind of out in this room on Mike Vrabel, and it's not just this room. Um I got a feeling that that's one of those type of games that is probably from a coach standpoint easier to rally the troops around like everyone thinks you suck now and now you're going to go to Seattle and everyone's going to pick the Seahawks and they have too many good players on that team and too much of a track record of success I think for them to go and lay a second egg I really like the Titans to go up there mm. and win I'm going to pick the Titans to win this game mm.
3: I like the Titans to uh To cover those five and a half points. I don't know. Are we allowed to say that or not? Who really knows? But you can look. You can look (laughs) at it. Okay. I like the Titans to go out and and keep it closer than it's expected. It's a five and a half point spread. I think that's, that's too big. I'm not used to Seahawks playing like these boring games. They're supposed to play the not normal games. These wild endings. That's Pete Carroll's MO. They do look a little more. Modern, though, on offense, they're doing tons of play action, which seems to fit Russell Wilson. All the motions like Seahawks Twitter will have nothing to complain about if if this Shane Waldron offense continues to look like this. Gravedigger.
2: Um. So obviously, I'm confident that they're bouncing back. Am I crazy or are you worried about this game?
3: I am a little worried about this game, but Mike Vrabel is actually seven and oh. Coming off a double-digit point loss as the head There coach you of go. Titans, that's what I'm talking so. about. Lock it up.
2: Well, I don't want to go that far. But do you... Now, in that fact, was the a... The
3: wrestling brothers have locked they, up That's factual. <laughs> they've locked up the Seahawks. They're they're participating each week.
2: I will get back to that in a second because we got something <laughs> special there. But uh, bury the ball game uh, for the Titans. So you feel like they're going to be able to move
3: on from this? I hope so.
2: See, but, you don't sound
3: confident. You're I'm worried. Not you confident. that game, yeah. you got spooked. How could you be confident? <laughs> the grave are... spooked. I mean, they're in Seattle. That's one of the toughest. Even in a good scenario, they the Titans, hit me, Ricky. The Titans pass rush had oh, me worried. Trigger. All
2: right, and yes, the Wessling brothers. Well, I won't say it was unanimous, but the Wessling brothers have locked up the Seahawks in this game. And let's hear from one of them, Phil.
0: Hi, guys, and Ricky. Thanks for including the Wesleyan brothers in the locks this year. I know Chris will be thrilled. Let's be clear about one thing first. Last week's lock was Nick's lock and not the brother's lock. I do appreciate him setting this up, though. This week we went with the Seahawks over the Titans. The reason for this is twofold. First, one of my brothers drank way too much Orange Kool-Aid over the weekend and was trying to lock up Bengals on the road against the Bears. I don't think this is a good idea at this point. A lock? And Chris would have none of it. Also, Justin Fields plays for the Bears. I like the way the Seahawks <laughs> looked in week one Fields in Ohio State. wasn't too impressed with the Titans. So, L-O-C-K-E-T-T Lock it up, baby. Whoa, one hurts. last thing I'd like to say is hi to Keisha and Link. We miss you and can't wait to see you.
2: Bill's a sweetheart. Wow, I love and uh, new tradition of the show. We're going to get the wrestling brothers involved with those locks. There's heat there. In fact, you know, I think, I don't know if it was Nick or Phil, sent me the thread of them going back and forth. And when the the idea that the bangles could be locked up, um, uh, it, was, it was stated that they thought that the tree that was planted at the farm could go up in flames. <laughs> That would be it'd be so ridiculous to do that. There'd be so much anger from the old man and Wes together forever at the farm that the tree would go in flames. So,
3: well, <laughs> I, I love this whole scenario. Nick Nick is going to come on when Nick comes on next. Not only is he going to be furious that Phil's voice has been on the show twice now without him getting on. Uh, he's going to mock Phil's performance on the show. I am here for it all.
1: Well, let's this be real, fun. though. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a very nice story that they're doing this, but they've got to they've got to deliver a win here.
3: Although if they we wanted to be consistent with West, they would struggle in the in the lock. Yeah, well, it was
2: never his forte. No. Um, all right, thank you, Wrestling Brothers. And by the way, yeah, Nick didn't want to uh, provide the voice this week because he doesn't stand by the lock. It's just it's a lot of fun. <laughs> oh what's God. going on behind the scenes? <laughs> the in house issues. Uh, brothers will be brothers. All right, let's now um, let's hit up the primetime games. and Then we're going to speed round the rest of the games this week because we got to get out of here. But uh, let's start with Sunday night football. Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs at the Baltimore Ravens. Interesting game here. The Ravens, tough situation. Not only do you, you find a way to lose that game, uh, Mark, in Vegas on Monday night, and it was you know a weird game, as we talked about on our last podcast. Then you get on the plane, and you're flying back to Baltimore. Bullet more murder land, and you are saying to yourself, Now we got to get the Chiefs in primetime. Patrick Mahomes, we're going to beat Patrick Mahomes in primetime. They are in a very tough spot right now.
1: I wonder if the Ravens, um, who probably just typically ignore the Cleveland Browns, can learn from something that the Browns did last week, which was their immense aggressiveness, going for it over and over on fourth down. Um, from the 15, they went for it on fourth and 13 and converted. Uh, They went for it on fourth and one from the five on the next drive. And that is how you built a lead. The Ravens team, and I understand, you know, all the injuries that are banged up that I watched on Monday night. I I just like when you the Chiefs, the scenario with the Chiefs is they're essentially a video game. And unless you can stop Travis Kelsey, we saw what happened last week. You know, they're going to score 30 something points. Do we trust this Ravens offense the way they're built right now? to A, build a lead where you put – the Ravens are a much better team if they can get out in front of Kansas City and do what they want to do. I know they don't have all their backs, but they're going to use four different running backs and try to control the ball and use Lamar. Or if they get stuck from behind, do you trust them on any level air-wise to hang around or come back in a game? I mean, I think they've got – they are an aggressive coaching staff But I just think that the Kansas City Chiefs offer so many problems that there's really only two or three teams offensively in the league that can even come in with a chance to touch you.
3: Well, and the hits keep coming. There's a report on CBS that Ronnie Stanley, their left tackle, is unlikely to play this week and might be out multiple weeks, which isn't totally shocking because he really struggled in that game. Okay, there goes your left tackle. Oh, by the way, um, you know one of your slot corners who was forced into action what's his name wesby i i i don't I don't even know these guys they're new guys he played thirty three snaps last week. He had a pectoral injury he's gonna be out for this game the chiefs are the easy pick you know they they're three and a half points in this game, and this is the game that that most of America agrees on more than anyone, which is always a concern and so you're thinking, okay, I think the Ravens at least. They're going to be proud. They're going to show up. It kind of reminds me of late last season when everything looked like it was lost and they were so injured was when the Ravens played their best. But not, it wouldn't make sense for them to be that competitive. They they played 86 plays on defense last week before playing Kansas City on a on a short week.
2: And that's... The only way I see this not going uh, going against the Chiefs, if it's one of those things, well, like sports, can't actually figure these things out, even though it makes all the sense in the world that the Chiefs are c- catching the Ravens at the perfect time. Maybe, you know, in their building, they put up a good fight. And I think they can. I just, man, I'm just sticking with the idea that Mahomes is just going to shred everyone every week.
3: Well, he's also owns the Ravens, and Lamar Jackson has his worst numbers uh, passing-wise against the Chiefs. Of almost any team. So Spagnolo's kind of owned the Ravens. And oh, by the way, the Chiefs get back Frank Clark and Honey Badger. Their two best defensive players are expected to be back on the field. They missed week one. Mahomes and- is 8 0 against the
1: AFC North with a 26 to 3 touchdown to interception ratio. Last week, 273 of his 337 yards went to Kelsey and Hill. Cleveland spent five months trying to figure out a way to stop Kelsey and Hill and had no way to do it. Can't. How would Baltimore?
2: You can't. You can't. And we talked about the crazy numbers um, that Mahomes is career-wise in September. I mean, it's, it's just, we've never seen anything like it. So it's just, this team is always gets out of the gates super fast and the Ravens just have their backup against. Well, I think the Ravens, uh, Will be okay and they'll find their footing, but they might end up in a situation. And it's still very early, and there's an extra game this year. But are they going to have to go on a run later in the year uh, because they put themselves in a hole? Because I think 0 and 2 is where That's what we're they did last here. year. Um, all right, Monday Night Football: Detroit Lions at Green Bay Packers. Not a great game. Kind of a bummer Monday they night. Put
3: this game. in the speed round.
2: Yeah, I mean, let's let's just be quick on it um, because. <laughs> I do. I I really do. I mean, listen, you want to talk about bad timing, the lions, we could pat them on the back and, and give them a lollipop for getting back in that game against the Niners. And we know there are all sorts of things behind that with Jason Ferrett going out for San Francisco, which we don't, I don't know if we really touched on um, earlier, but that's a big deal for them. And then Detroit just got hot and garbage time. Now you got green Bay coming off. They were humiliated in week one. Aaron Rodgers was humiliated. In week one and in primetime at Lambeau, they can't even put this game in Ford Field. I hate when they do that in primetime games. I know it's a better vibe at Lambeau for a primetime production, but at least give the other team a chance. To me, this is a sacrifice.
1: Well, and also they lost Jeff Okuda and I mean, Jeff Okuda struggled last year as a rookie. It's not that he was a star cornerback, that but they sucks. have so very little behind him. They signed Daryl Worley, a veteran. But, I mean, you just look at, if if Aaron Rodgers is going to get right, if last week was an aberration and something of a ghost affair, that maybe, uh, you know, you couldn't find a better matchup in the league secondary-wise in this situation. I thought the Lions, though, last week, if anything, were not boring for the first time in my lifetime. They were frisky down the stretch. Jared Goff showed a little bit after a pretty ugly stretch. I mean, the one thing about Goff his interception totally unspooled that team early on. And he's going to do that again. I don't like the matchup a lot at all. If you take TJ Hawkinson out, who was phenomenal, and I think he's going to have a huge year because he's sort of like the center of their
3: offense outside of their run game. Well, their, their hope is that this Packers defense stinks. Or That's... the Packers stink. Or the <laughs> Packers have some bad no, energy around I, I have. I'm not putting much. I don't think there's any chance the Packers offense is going to stink. I think they're going to be fine. And especially in this matchup, for the reasons you just pointed about. How open were those 49ers receivers? There was no one within 15 yards of those guys. It's just they do not have a cornerback room. So I'm not worried about Aaron Rodgers long term. I'm definitely not worried about this week. Uh but the Packers had a little bit of uh, early season Cowboys defense vibes last year. It was just like, hey, do you got him? Do I got him?" Yeah. And it's just like wide open guys running through prairie lands because they're trying to get a little too complicated in their defensive. That would be the hope because there was a little bit of professionalism and aggressiveness in the Lions offense. I'll give that like he's going for fourth downs. They looked like an offense. They didn't look like terrible that maybe they could put up points.
2: All right. Four more games. Let's let's 8 o'clock to light this. Oh, no. Yeah. Let's do it.
3: Disrespectful.
2: Cincinnati Bengals at Chicago Bears. Mark, give me something you're looking for in this game.
1: I'm looking for essentially, You caught me completely off guard. I was doing something else entirely. I'm looking for Justin Fields to play. I, I just I want to see it. I, I don't. I, this this whole scenario to me is
2: tiresome, and I I'm think looking. It's, it's a yeah, large. And I'm us. looking for that, and I'm looking for to see if Cincinnati is fun. They might be a little bit I think bit
3: they were. very aggressive very aggressively changed last, last week. week. Play action, getting rid of the ball yes. quickly, totally different than a year ago. If anything, I think it was a little more boring, like run heavy. But it was. They it can, was can run back. the ball again. They couldn't last.
2: year. Let's see if Joe Mixon can stay healthy. But so far, so good. And I, I every year. Week two, when I go on NFL Now with Andrew Siciliano, I have a standard, hey, Bengals fun now. Did it again on Tuesday. Hopefully it sticks. <laughs> Moving on, the Los Angeles Rams at Indianapolis Colts. This is a good game. Look at Mark just pumped his fist. I'll, well, I'll give him another shot. Why. Take two.
1: Here we are in the Rams stadium slash office buildings, and I have one goal. I,
2: I, I d- determined to be. By the way, this friends. is not the Rams office building, but.
1: Well, I am determined to become friends with Matthew Stafford on some level. I know that he's not here all the time. Um, the wife of Les I mean, Snead, Kara Henderson Snead, actually came at me on Twitter and said, "You absolutely will not become friends with Matthew Stafford because you've not even picked our team to win the division. So this right. is a
2: peace offering. And she doesn't even know the extent of your hatred for. This.
1: Well, I don't need right. you to verbalize that because about this is a this, is a this is a new
3: day. I am part of this it building was now. Classic Mark, though. She came at him and she and he he immediately like said, kitty "I've cats. learned." He's like, "I've learned and I've changed." Well, no, Greg, the Greg, mean? Greg, Greg terrible, reporting. terrible reporting. Terrible <laughs> reporting. <laughs> You terrible reporting pick. Go read
1: the entire thread I, I did not back down And I'm telling you something I'm locking up the Rams Right here in our nah, first That's a suite.
2: nice way to start I like that And you know what Um, I see it And he's got a lot of stuff to work on I did not like what I saw from the Colts And I don't think they're dead in the water but I think they got work to do on both sides of the ball and the Rams, man, they look good.
3: The Colts are like the 2020 Rams. They've got like a quarterback <laughs> that can't really do the entire offense and it's condensed and not very exciting.
2: Boring. The Las Vegas Raiders at Pittsburgh Steelers. Good for Shooky. He's got some good games here. Uh, Greg, what do you think about this? Uh, either of these teams? Give me I something. think
3: I should have drafted this. Game, Same is what I think. Uh, I think Melvin Ingram is going to make and has made already such a difference. Their pass rush in pittsburgh is somehow better this year i think with him highsmith and watt is probably the best trio uh in the entire league and that could be a problem uh the raiders lost another offensive lineman uh good for the entire year it's torn acl guard. brutal
2: finally denver at jacksonville
3: I wanted to lock this game up, but I thought you guys might give me some green. Yeah, that's, it. I'm a, glad that's that, a little. I'm glad. I mean, Low it's bro. a little early but to just assume the Broncos are a juggernaut, even yeah, though I guess you guys believe me.
2: That other side, though. No, nah, this is about that other side.
3: I didn't do it in the end. Um, Vic Fangio <laughs> runs a very similar defense, but better. First one
2: in the new studio.
3: Then Lovey Smith oh, yeah. does in Houston, where they can just back up and mix coverages. Trevor Lawrence. The one, the one I do want to say one thing was just like every throw he made was either amazing or terrible. But there were a lot of amazing throws. This might which, be a Peyton Manning night. Right, which you, maybe shouldn't yeah. get lost
1: in the mix. He was only hit or sacked one time last week. It's going to be a different story here. And Fangio, <sighs> last week, if I remember correctly, went for it on fourth down three times. So it's a little bit more aggressive. He went for aggressive. a fourth
3: and seven, like on the first drive of the game. That's how you show Teddy Two Gloves you believe in him. That's how you do what it.
2: What a nice setup for Teddy Two Gloves, by the way. That's
3: what I was talking about. You got about. Giants,
2: you know, who are poop potentially. And then you got this team, the Jaguars, which might be the worst team in football. We'll see. You did lose your number
3: one receiver in Jerry Judy. Cortland Sutton doesn't look quite all the way back. You also lost a starting corner. But that's a nice start.
2: And I I did look. I looked at their schedule. It tightens up considerably, as it should, um, in the weeks ahead. But get off to a 2-0 start.
3: I'm loving this wildcard team. Team, team. Nice setup. of T-H-A-L. We uh, need, like, a song. <laughs> you, know? you need to
2: workshop team. that team.
0: Um, I, I think you you've got, got the, board, the song. That's, like that was talk. a finished product
1: don't,
2: right there. Anybody, you know, those speed round teams, don't get upset. It's it's just a product of, so we can't stay here all day, and there will be buys, and you're, everyone's going to get their... Um, Proper conversation points come Sunday night. The flagship program when we recap each and every one of these games. No speed rounds there.
3: We also might not go 20 minutes off the top, you know, talking about our anxieties of being in the office (laughs) normally. We've done
1: about, this has been about an hour and 40 minutes of work today. That's as much work as I need to do on any day.
3: That's
2: true. And how do you feel, Mark, now that we've been here uh, for, you know, a couple hours and it already feels like we're settling in. How do you feel? It's growing on me. I'm,
1: I'm. I I ha- I have one issue though. my the, my front left tire um is essentially flat. What and do you I, mean? It's in the garage but my front left tire is sort of it it looks dangerously a light came on and it, it is empty. So
4: So did you have to Uber here?
1: No, I'll just be staying here until tomorrow's show. Our network show.
2: Tomorrow's show the around the NFL broadcast where we break down every team. We give the the true around the NFL um moniker we're really true to it because we hit all 32 teams so that's another way if you didn't like oh, i didn't get my team got overlooked in the preview episode i don't want to be here anymore then check out the around the nfl broadcast because you get
4: be
2: two and a half minutes on every single
3: team. every team gets equal time it was fun that first week i like being oh, yeah. in the studio again it Does make this the was fun better
2: Thank you again to everyone behind the glass for all the work. Um, Erica, uh, as our leader, uh, there's Stapleton, the Giants fan. She's waving her arm. Everybody's excited to really be back to work together. Uh, and we will be back with you. Yes, Friday, Sunday, and the wheel, it's starting. It's spinning, Mark. Here we go, baby. Dan Hansen signing off for Quiet Storm. The old boss, Ricky Hollywood, behind the glass. Till Sunday night. The call